0: Welcome back to another episode of What's New in Beauty. My name is Nia Lee, and I'm super excited to have you guys here. If it's your first time tuning in, What's New in Beauty is essentially me talking about all the latest and interesting things happening in the beauty industry, launches, marketing plays, you name it, and just anything in the beauty industry that I'm really excited to talk about. On today's episode, I want to have an honest conversation, and I want to do this more often because... These are things that I have to say that may ruffle a bit of feathers, but I think it definitely needs to be said in today's day and age. The first time I did this was talking about Hailey Bieber and her brownie glazed lips. And today I'm talking about the bold glamour filter. If this is the first time you're hearing that term or hearing about that filter. Let's just jump right into it. Essentially, Bold Glamour Filter is the newest filter on TikTok that has gained a lot of popularity in a short amount of time, but also a lot of mixed reviews. TikTok released a new set of generative AI effects for effect house creators on February 22nd. The new tools include eyebrow eraser, smile, pucker, and these can actually be used to modify users' facial features in real time. Bold, Glam- Bold Glamour is essentially this newer filter on the market that, you know, has been something that is very new that has that TikTok has ever released before, in a sense. And so something really interesting to note here as well is that as of today, that filter has over 20 million videos on TikTok and over 500 million views of videos tagged using the hashtag bold glamour and this is such an interesting concept to me altogether because I have talked about AR filters and filters on social media and how I believe that is the future of the beauty industry one because I think there's just so many things that you can do with AI and as well as tech and within the beauty space specifically I've spoken very highly about the fact that I'm a huge advocate for filters particularly Particularly in the sense if it's going to make the user experience the customer experience the you know person that's just randomly coming across your Instagram page and maybe wants to try out one of your lipsticks before they buy it I think that is such a smart move that a brand can go ahead and make and so you know at first glance, when I see this bold glamour filter, I think to myself, you know, and trying it out as well, too. If you go on to Instagram at social media agency or even my own Instagram, socially savvy Nia, I'm going to be showing myself using this filter as well, too. And I'm not going to hold you. This filter definitely looks like it's giving old school beauty guru Old school YouTube, full glam, full beat. I've heard certain people say, whoa, I would have never worn this amount of makeup in my life. I've seen people go ahead and recreate the filter with their own makeup. I've seen people put makeup on and then use the filter. All in all, this has caused a lot of controversy in the last few weeks, I want to say, of people giving their two cents about this filter. And something that's really important to note is that TikTok did not make the known technology that was actually used to develop the filter. The tech news platform, The Verge, actually noted that the company had ignored emails requesting any kind of confirmation on whether AI was used or not. Some experts are actually saying that Bold Glamour uses machine learning, generative advertising networks, or GANs, a branch of AI technology essentially that you know, a creator named Luke Hurdon actually specifically said, you know, he's somebody who is specifically in this space who creates TikTok filters, who has experience with it. He's a consultant for brands as well, too, specifically Effect House uh, within TikTok. And he said this is a different than any other beauty filter essentially kind of on the market because it overlays a a face mesh on a 2D screen with a facial tracking mechanism. And essentially this new filter processes the sit the camera angle image itself by comparing it within a data set of other images and then regenerates the pixel so, In fancy, non-technical terms, that essentially means when you use the filter, it essentially enhances or matches up to the actual features that you already have on your face, making it look super realistic. And something that Luke also noted in a TikTok video was that when you actually place your hand over your face, the filter doesn't actually move too much. It does kind of separate it depending on how you're actually, you know, positioning your hand. But there's videos of also people, you know, trying to quote unquote wipe the filter off their face. And it doesn't go anywhere or it completely matches up to their actual facial features itself. So this is a lot different than some of the other filters that's actually on TikTok's platform right now, which kind of has, again, people thinking one of two things like, whoa, this filter is actually really scary slash, wow, I kind of wish I looked like this the entire time. So all around, there has been mixed reviews and thoughts about the filters, like I said, from users stating that, you know, that the filter wasn't made for POC. I will even, you know, throw my hat in there as well and say, when I put on the filter, it's definitely giving full glam beat. It's kind of giving the makeup that I actually kind of used to wear before I kind of learned that I needed makeup to enhance my natural features instead of going all, you know, all over the place personally personally. But something that's also being brought up is this bigger conversation from psychologists and neurologists essentially saying, you know, are these filters going way too far and are these filters out to ruin the self-esteem of people and even worse, impressionable Younger people, the younger generation, and so on and so forth. With TikTok now launching this new set of generative AI effects for Effects House, you know most filters now will will actually start to mimic this what people are saying is terrifyingly realistic effect that the Bold Glamour filter has, and this might have a long lasting effect on society altogether. And a TikTok spokesperson actually spoke up and. I'm getting this quote specifically from Insider stating that, you know, being true to yourself is celebrated and encouraged on TikTok. Creative effects are a part of what makes it fun to create content, empowering self-expression and creativity. And that transparency is built into the effect experience as all videos using them are clearly marked by default. We continue to work with expert partners in our community to help keep TikTok a positive, supportive space for everyone. So you guys can definitely let me know your thoughts on this, but I definitely just kind of want to go in and say (laughs) for one of two things, right? As somebody, again, who has championed filters in the past and think it's actually a smart move for brands, particularly brands that cater to a younger Gen Z audience to find ways to utilize filters in a way that, again, makes it super exciting and cool, but also makes their experience better if they were to go ahead and buy your products, right? I think, I also, I think especially within the Gen Z generation, they're a lot smarter. They are very, quote-unquote, hip to the square, And they kind of want to know what they're signing up for before they kind of spend their hard-earned coins on certain products, which is why TikTok is a great platform in the sense of everybody on there is posting and everybody there is talking and being super honest and super candid versus we couldn't get that type of honesty and transparency about products, let alone from, you know, creators because one of the things that I personally like about TikTok is that TikTok doesn't necessarily, yes, there's a ton of people who are celebrities on there, people who are already famous, influencers, you know, that got, Big followings and so on. But TikTok is a platform that really champions, in my eyes, the everyday kind of creator that maybe doesn't have all the things, but that can still speak to an audience of people. And there's an opportunity for that piece of content to reach anybody at any point in time. With other platforms, you kind of get a sense that like if you're not a celebrity or you don't look a certain way, even though TikTok has its own racial bias within the platform itself, speaking as a black woman and, you know, seeing tons of people speak to this as well, you know, uh, you know, you know, most platforms are kind of just out there with it and will kind of just let you know what it is. You'll see it on your explore page and whatnot. Even TikTok, if you were to go ahead and type anything into TikTok, if I want to see something that is particular that is very particular to black women, let alone black people. I got to type black people or black women at the end of it just to be able to see it. So that's already a problem altogether, right? But in the sense of being able for Gen Z to have a voice and to be open and transparent and for those individuals to go in and kind of, you know, say whatever they like about a certain product, like the barrier to entry is very low over there. And again, that could be a good thing and that can also be a bad thing. I think the number one thing that I have to say more so about this whole thing is yes, Does it have a lasting effect on society? And does this make it worse for the impressionable younger generation? I mean, there's always a possibility, right? When I was growing up, you know, the thing that I didn't have social media to look up to, but I had magazines, I had videos, I had TV and all these things that kind of played into my own self-esteem, not to mention what was kind of going on around me. And again, when I grew up, it was not as I grew up, of course, with the internet, but it wasn't as prevalent. Like social media was something that was very new. I think I probably was in, you know, coming out of elementary school, going into high school when Instagram really became a big thing. And we always used to post the same photos with, you know, the same horrible filters. <laughs> and it was just a thing that everyone was doing. So you never felt like you were missing the mark or that, you know, you had to be a certain way in order for people to like you. There that definitely wasn't prevalent. It was actually more so. So, about, hey, what are you doing? What's life? What is life for you? Can you document that? That was what social media was. In today's generation, it's a whole different other outlook where people look at TikTok and Instagram and YouTube as a business space for them to go ahead and flourish. And when you are kind of looking at as a career or a business or something that you can go ahead and quote unquote make profit off of it now becomes a conversation of, well, what is it that we're actually selling? What is the bold glamour filter actually selling to people? Is it selling makeup? Is it selling, you know, a possible look that you can only achieve in surgery? You know, because there are other brands who will go ahead and create filters that include their makeup, whether it's blush, whether it's, you know, a lipstick, whether it's eyeshadow, whether it's eyeliner, you name it, I've tried every... I don't want to say I've tried every filter, but I've tried it enough where you can get a sense of what it is that the brand is trying to particularly focus on. But when you've got an entire fully beat face ready to go that also has a look that only a certain amount of people can quote unquote be deemed as essentially desirable with this same filter, it now becomes a conversation, well, is this the look that is desired? Are we going back to this fully beat look And is that the only way that you can, quote unquote, seem and I keep saying, quote unquote, because I keep saying it all the time. But is that the only way that we can be seemed that we can be deemed as desirable and attractive? And does that now affect how people are looking at themselves on a daily basis? Because I don't know about you, but I don't have the patience, time or energy to have a full beat every single day. But if I'm going on camera or if I need to film something or whatever that may be, that could be the filter that could go ahead and use. But that's just really not everybody's face. Not everyone has eyeliner to the nine and lip liner to the, you know, to the umpteenth. And on top of that as well, too, it now brings up a bigger conversation of well, what is the look that everyone's going for? Are we going back to the same look that everybody had about 10 years ago when everybody was, you know, and I have heard this term be used by drag queens. I've also had people speak up about this as well, too, where they're essentially saying it looks like drag queen makeup, which, you know, some people will take as an insult or not. I personally don't think it's an insult only because the amount of that look that, you know, fully beat, fully contoured, fully foundation, you know, you can't, you know, the, the quote unquote real skin is not coming to the surface because we're trying to completely essentially change our face and our look to accentuate a certain way that can also now open up another can of, well, what is what, like, what's real, Right, And I think this also brings up a conversation of that filter aspect as well, too, because so many people are now thinking to themselves... Well, what's the better? How am I going to be perceived? How do I want people to perceive me? How do I want to actually come to the stage? And how do I want people to revere me? If I am somebody that is not beautiful or doesn't feel beautiful or doesn't feel like I can measure up, do I put on this bold glamour filter and then do I measure up now? Do I get people swiping, you know, right on my dating profile? Do I get people staying a little bit longer on the content that I create? Because we all know these platforms all care about watch time. All of these things are now being put into, you know, this thought process of well, where do the filters like where do they stop? Is it too far now? Are we is this you know are we thinking more that this isn't just for fun or are we thinking that this is now going to actually impede on how people are seeing themselves on a daily basis? And I'll speak again candidly to say that this doesn't affect me as somebody who wears makeup and has kind of worn makeup in this way in the past, but for somebody who does not but sees the reception and sees how people react to themselves with this filter can then say to themselves, well, if I'm getting positive reinforcement from people looking at me this way and seeing me this way versus when I don't show up without a filter or maybe without a full beat, now I'm not taken seriously. And this is a common occurrence we see in day in, day out about who is allowed to be fully beat, who is allowed to have a full face of makeup on. And be received highly by the people that are watching our videos. And then when you topple that with the fact of being a person of color, where a lot of these platforms already have racial bias within them, do I now become even more desirable if I have this filter on that actually kind of changes the skin color as well? I don't know if anybody has noticed this as well, but when I tried it, I noticed that my skin was significantly lighter. And, you know, I'm not going to go into the deeps, you know, I'm not going to go the deeps, the depths and the long history of, you know, colorism and then the conversation of, you know, skin bleaching and lightening of your skin and how certain people of a lighter complexion are deemed, you know, more desirable compared to anyone that's more brown skin or dark skin. I'm not going to get too deep into that. But when you think about how these filters are now created in a way that is now, Like, this is what we're doing and everyone's using it. And particularly for the fact that there are 20 20 million videos of people using this filter and 500 million views of people using the hashtag Bold Glamour, it now opens up a bigger conversation of, well, everybody seems to be on board with this slash everyone seems to be weirded out by this. But I see more people judging themselves about how they look with this filter versus the actual effects that this filter is actually going to cause long-term if we continue to say that this is what the standard is, right? Or I like myself, how I look with this filter, and I like the all the attention that I'm getting. Maybe I need to do more to get this type of attention. Maybe I need to contour my nose or even more drastically, maybe I need to go get surgery so I don't have to do the most with makeup anymore. And it just opens up a whole can of worms of this conversation because if people are consistently using this filter and also not cr- criticizing it in a way that makes people think a, lo- a little bit critically, it now thinks that this is the norm. And when you see a lot of people using it and you see a lot of people, you know, whether they're speaking highly of it or they're speaking negatively about it, they're still causing a lot of stir and attention on this. You know, everyone says, you know, you know, all publicity is good publicity, But I think for an app like TikTok that at the end of the day really only cares about how many people are on the platform and how many people are using it. Yes, they say that they're about transparency and they're about, you know, this is a community and we got to celebrate and it's fun and whatnot, which I do is, you know, I do agree. But TikTok at the end of the day is a platform that is about eyes and it's about consumers and it's about users and it's about all of these things and if people aren't consistently using it and can, people aren't consistently on it day in and day out seeing people with the bold glamour filter it you know the then it's not working and the filter kind of dies away but every now and again a popularized filter will come to the surface and will have people excited to use it in their own way shape or form but i think with a filter like this it now begs the question of is it going way too far is it now making a bigger claim of, okay, well we're reverting back to this even makeup style and this makeup style requires a ton of products. Like that's the other thing as well too. So then it also prompts even more consumerism on that end as well, because the look it, guys, you have to see it. It is literally a full beat. I'm talking highlight. I'm talking contour, lip liner, uh, blush extensions, Uh, lashes. What else? Uh, Fully, you know, fully done brows, fully done cut crease. It really does give this vibe of like what makeup was 10 years ago. Now that we've kind of entered into this skin malism, we've entered into this, you know, soft. Is it the soft? I want to say soft girl, but I I feel like that's not it. But in particular, this look of barely there makeup, which only a certain amount of people can really, you know, really exemplify and do it quite beautifully, whereas other people do feel like they need to, you know, go the full mile and go the full beat. I'll kind of put myself in that category. But a filter like this, at the core of it, I think, wow, this is a new filter. It has everybody interested in filters once more. It proves that the power of filters can actually can do great but it can also do harm at the same time because if the filter is something that can uh, you know allow people to think okay maybe I want to try out a different blush or maybe I want to try out this lipstick or maybe I want to try out this hair color those are you know filters that I think are awesome because then it allows people to have an opportunity to see what could be and then make a possible decision if they kind of want to go buy it or they want to change something or so on which I don't think anything is wrong with that but when certain people are then making videos and using the bold glamour filter and doing their own makeup and saying wow my makeup doesn't measure up then we have a conversation of well maybe this isn't the best filter for us long term and it does make me think well if more filters are going to be like this does this mean that plastic surgery numbers are going to skyrocket does this mean more people are going to go ahead and buy makeup does this mean that more people are going to want to show up in this way and not in their real original form, which is what the platform is really all about. But we can't deny that these platforms obviously favor what you would deem as desirable light skin, white skin, but also fully beat makeup as well too. Like I think there's so much that can be spoken about this kind of look and I understand where everybody's coming from on every end. And as somebody who, again, has championed filters in the past, I see this as, wow, this is really, we're really entering into the future of the beauty industry here. But it does scare me for the younger generations, for sure. It does make me think that this is going to be, you know, something that may affect people's self-esteem because the videos that people are creating have been... On the negative side, they've been a little bit self-deprecating. They've really allowed people to think like, wow, I wish I looked like this every day. And that's just not the reality. And I wish I could see more people speaking to the fact that at the end of the day, these filters, and I will have to say, I do shout out the creators that have spoken up about this filter and sure have used it for, you know, kind of hey like this is a filter and I want to try it to kind of see what it is but I appreciate the creators that have spoken up and said you know what like this filter sure it's cool it's supposed to you know give us a certain look but this is just not what it is on the real and this is just not what it is long term considering the fact that most people don't ever feel the need to do the most with their makeup some people do and some people don't it really just kind of depends makeup is really supposed to be a center of self-expression. And I think with a filter like this, it begs the question of, well, if everyone's going to look the same, then who's really self-expressing themselves and who's really being honest and being forthcoming? And then it does kind of have a bad stain on filters altogether where I do think... And they somebody did mention this in the insider art in the insider article that like this now opens up a conversation of who's going to create the filter that's not going to allow you know people of color that's not going to let the younger generation essentially say, "Well, I don't measure up and I always say, you know the beauty industry is not oversaturated because somewhere some way there's somebody who is completely missing the mark on certain things that are happening, whether it's product, whether it's something in tech, whether it's a brand that everybody just, you know, was like, why did you create this brand? It doesn't, there's nothing to it. You're just attaching it to your celebrity name. I think now this opens up a conversation of who's going to create the filter and who's going to create, who's going to be a part of the charge that doesn't allow these filters to completely allow people to have a different thought process about who they are and does not make them want to even show up as they are because they don't feel safe about showing up without this filter? And again, if everyone's going to go ahead and look the same, are we actually being true to ourselves, which is what TikTok is supposed to be all about, as they claim, as the spokesperson claims? So it, it opens up a can of worms for sure. And I think this is a bigger conversation that definitely needs to have. Is this scary for sure, especially with, you know, chat GPT and how everyone is talking about AI now more than ever. AI has always kind of been in the prevalent, but we're having constant conversations now with every pretty much every platform now integrating AI and tech in some way, shape or form and what it is that they're doing to advance the user experience. But is this now going a bit too far I say for sure. But I also think this now opens up a conversation of who's going to create and who's going to have a conversation about the fact that these filters are not doing the best for us long term. And how do we now, you know, not allow these filters to essentially take over us? I think that's always been the number one thing with tech is that how do we not allow the technology to take control of us? How do we you know, how do we allow ourselves to still be in control of the tech, especially when the tech is so real and so good that it makes us, you know, want to change certain things about ourselves. And we've seen it time and time again, where a certain look will be in and then it'll be out and we see how people react to it in different ways. But overall, the bold glamour filter definitely opens up a conversation for many things. Is it going way too far? Is this now being super impressionable on the younger generation? If this is the filter that everyone's talking about, does this mean that they're going to be more bold glamour filters just in different iterations with different eyeshadows and different lips? You know, does someone like myself who, you know, can do that similar kind of makeup, do I still get the kind of notoriety? Cause that's the other thing as well too. There's tons of people who do their makeup very similar to this filter Do now that individual or, you know, do they not get seen anymore because now they don't have a filter attached to them? And does that mess up their opportunities and their creativity to say, well, what's the point if there's a filter that looks exactly like this makeup? And so it's it's such a slippery slope. And I think that's always a thing with tech within beauty is like. How far is too far? And I think TikTok has its own agenda with what it is that they're trying to do. I think other brands should take heed to what's going on and say to themselves, how can we create something similar but that doesn't completely allow users to think that they don't measure up because they don't look similar to this type of filter. And again, I mentioned this earlier that there's a ton of brands that will utilize filters to make the user experience better, to make their customer experience better, whether it's going on to, you know, whether it's going on to their website or their social media platform and seeing the filters that they have to maybe try out a concealer shade, a foundation shade, brow products, lip products, cheek products. You know, I've seen So many things and I think that actually is productive because it's not necessarily about hey, you've got to use this product or the only way you can look like this is if you use this filter. It matches up to the fact that there is a product or there is a solution to wanting this extra step. And if you just take it right off, you know, you can decide about you know if I want this or not. It really will just kind of depend on you. Again, it puts the power back in the user's hands of whether or not I want to go ahead. What I, <laughs> excuse me? Whether I want to go out and buy that blush because I saw how that blush looked like on you know within my phone. And I took a photo and I really liked it. And I kind of want to have that look at real life. And I think that's also the other catalyst to it as well, too, is if, if everyone's going to use this bold glamour filter, is everyone going to go ahead and look like this in real life? And so all that to be said, I think. Me having this honest conversation, I think, has ended up with more questions, but I think that's good because I think it's great to question the things that are consistently coming out. I think it's also great to speak about things that are currently happening in today's age within the beauty industry and within tech. This stuff is super interesting to me as well. And to learn the ins and outs of this, to learn the fact that this is a new way of TikTok doing their filters and this is just the very beginning It's you know, it's interesting, but it's also scary. And I think especially if you're somebody who is a beauty founder or again, you're somebody who loves to buy beauty products as well too notice these things that these brands are doing. Notice these things that these platforms are doing. And I want to say take it with a grain of salt a little bit, but also understand that these platforms and these brands, you know, you know, and again, speaking to on kind of everybody on here to the founders, the consumers, the users, the uh, platforms. You know, everybody is, you know, out for something, if that makes sense. Meaning the brands want you to buy products. The platforms want you to stay on there longer and try out all the features and try out their filters. And, you know, they don't want you leaving the app. And so there's always an agenda behind what it is that these brands are doing. Right. And again, for a brand, it could be, hey, we want to advertise our new brow product and we want people to try out the filter to see what kind of brow look they will get for again, for a TikTok, it's like we want more users on the platform and we want more users using our filters. So we're going to create filters that look really real to your own you know, features so that you're not like, you know, you're not you feel like this is yourself, but it's not really because there's you know, that's kind of the appeal of the filter there. But, you know, everybody's out for something. And you've got to understand that most brands at the end of the day that they are thinking about their bottom line. They're thinking about the money that they can make. They think about, you know, and within that, it's like, how do we make the experience better? How do we make our products better? Again, this is from TikTok's perspective, as well as from brands perspectives as well, too. As a consumer now, you've got to make a decision about how you want to be essentially you know, long story less long. How you want to essentially be controlled by that brand, and how much control you're essentially going to give up? Because when you, everyone's using the same bold glamour filter, these platforms are, you know, taking quote unquote uh, data points from our faces and data sets from other images and using our images and regenerating the pixels. And they, this is all within there, right? We don't think this way because we think oh this is a really cool filter but these platforms are using our faces as well too and they're also using it to create other filters and other experiences as well too and this is just a forever ending cycle of what brands and what platforms are doing and it seems cool in hindsight but you know we've seen the upsides of ai we've seen the downsides of ai we've seen it in the media we've seen it in entertainment And I think, you know, some people would say, oh, this is just media and just entertainment. But I do think this now opens up a conversation for us to think a little bit more critically about how these filters are infiltrated in our lives a little bit. Sure, no one's holding a gun up to our head and say, oh, my God, you got to use the bold glamour filter. But when you see 20 million people using it and over 500 million views, obviously no one is being forced here. Everybody is in a way jumping on this bandwagon. And as every bandwagon and every trend goes and every fad, I should say, this could be another fad. This could be another trend, but it opens up more opportunities now for TikTok to go ahead and create similar things and for similar people to try it before we kind of end up in a spiral altogether. And I think everybody across the board, particularly consumers and users, should take heed to this and understand that these platforms and these brands uh, and these companies are thinking about money and they're also in thinking about experience and how can we get people to stay on here longer and how do we get people to buy more shit? <laughs> so if you are aware of those things and understand that these filters are not to be taken too lightly or that you, you know, if you feel a sense of, oh, I don't measure up, it's time to to take that away and it's time to disassociate yourself from it where you can, even though, you know, it is everywhere but you can make that decision. And always remember that you have the power. I always love to empower people at the end of the day to know that you have the power to make the decision about how far you want these platforms to go. You have the power to delete apps off your phone. You have the power to say not interested. You have the power to not even be in association with what it is that certain brands and certain you know platforms are pushing onto you. So always remember that you're still in control and that you know these platforms and a lot of these brands they they're most of the time their main interest and I say most of the time majority of the time mostly all the time they are focused on money and views and plays and downloads and all of these other metrics that can eventually end up getting them more money so With all that being said, thank you guys so much for joining me today on another episode of What's New in Beauty. To join in on the conversation, definitely follow me on social media. And please let me know your thoughts on today's episode. Without further ado, I'm really, really excited to fully get back into recording more episodes and having more of these conversations. If you have any questions, definitely reach out to me. But until then, I'll catch you in the next one.